This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. I've been meditating on another virtue of our Lord for another week, and now I hope I get to help one soul. The virtue that for the last three weeks, because it's been a while since the last podcast, and um, and and it, it more and more it kept coming to me was righteousness. I remember one day I was in school and one in 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 an excursion, and one of my students came to me with an issue. Like um, her brother is, it was part of the school or something was happening with him, but she was very defensive. She came to me, said, "Sir, I, they, they're saying things that are not nice to my brother. It wasn't anything bad or wrong. They were, I think they were just talking about his hair." Um, but she, 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 she was being very defensive and, and he was, he actually didn't care. I asked him like, what does your brother think about this? He said, he doesn't care. He just ignores them. And I said, well, that's something beautiful. So why does it bother you? She said to me, because it doesn't seem right. And and we basically, from there, we started a good conversation about what is to be righteous. That she was being righteous. Why? Because righteousness is the quality of being morally, morally right. That is what it is to be righteous. And she wanted that. She saw a bunch of people saying things that were not important or positive about her brother. And she didn't like it. So that virtue was sort of waking up inside of her. And it is very important because so much today in society, in our in the environments where we move, I bet you there is so many times that you need to exercise this virtue. Whether it's somebody that lives a life of sin, or somebody that criticizes another workmate or another colleague, or even somebody that we don't know. Because we need to remember that criticizing either way, whether it's true or false it is a sin whether it is defamation or calumny it is a sin and it's something that that is so common today in of course that we call it gossiping but it's so negative and detrimental for social relationships and 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 yet in so many other environments in which we need to exercise the virtue of righteousness in the Gospels, we see all the time, in the, all the conversations that Jesus has with the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, in all of them, what he is exercising is the virtue of righteousness. And that is a very good example um, that is when, um, when Jesus is talking to Peter, um, when he tells Peter to go get the coin from the fish, the, that fish, get the coin from the mouth and go pay the taxes. Um, and when he said, give God what is God and Caesar's what he Caesar's, I do think that is a good definition of what it is to be righteous. To do what you are meant to do, especially with God. Um, because to be righteous with God, and I've said this many times, is to give him your 100%. To be righteous is to live for Christ, to give everything to Christ and for Christ, and to die for Him in the little situations of every day. That is what it is to be righteous with Christ. Because if we are meant to give God what is God's, 
So everything is his. So we are his. We are his belonging. We are a gift. So everything we have is a gift from him. From him. And we need to, in order to be righteous with him, we need to have that complete detachment. Also to be righteous is to live virtue, to be more Christ-like, to grow into each one of the virtues. But also to be righteous is to know where we are struggling, where we need to focus, where our battle is and battle it. It is essential that we do examination of conscience if not it is so hard to be righteous and more very likely we will not be giving god what is god's um because at the end of the day in order to do his work that is the reason that we've been born into this world is um i, I lost complete track of what i was saying um but yes, like to do God's work, we need to be more like Him. It is essential that we are like Him. And in order to be like Him, we need to be virtuous. We need to exercise every single virtue. Um, and again, like what St. Jose Maria used to say, we need to be canonizable saints. And in order to for a human being, for a person, for a Catholic, to be canonized, he needs to have lived all virtues to a heroic level. So that is our aim. That is our battle. Anything less than that would be settling, would be falling into comfort and can be detrimental for our soul. Also, in order to be righteous, like this girl, she wanted um, the truth. She wanted the truth of that human relationship of sharing what is true and to not say something that is of course a lie um like it could be a criticism to someone's hair something very simple but at the same time it is not true so to be righteous we need to love the truth and the ultimate truth is christ but in order to get there there's two things to do some things that we've talked in the past one is to get to know christ and the truth that he has revealed, but also to form ourselves, to have a spiritual direction, and also to read, to form ourselves, to search for that truth. And ultimately, you will fall in love with it. And it is by falling in love with that truth that we will never let it go, and we'll live it in every single second of our lives. That is what we need. So if we don't fall in love with what is right, with what is true, with God, it is impossible to really live it. Or what St. Jose Maria used to say as well, if you don't love it, want to love it. And if you don't feel like you want to love it, at least make the intention of wanting to want to love it. Because it, that is the beginning of love. Because love demands intention. I remember when I met my wife, if I had not wanted to see her, I wouldn't have seen her. If I had not wanted to talk to her, to get to know her, I would have never married her. A miracle would have never happened of something so beautiful like she is. 
had wanted to marry me unless we both were keen in getting to know the other. So the same with the truth, the same with everything in our lives. Or we want or it will not happen. And we need to also, once you fall in love with that truth, with what is good, true and beautiful, that is God or a reflection of God, it will be so easy to defend it. I remember growing up in Spain, in Spanish. Unfortunately, people um, in the Spanish language, people use a lot of blasphemies and they use the, the name of God in vain or the name of the host, the body of Christ. They use it in vain. And, and I remember as a teenager, it was so hard um, when I heard somebody saying it to say, hey, man, that, that is actually offensive to me. That is because to be righteous would be to stand for what is also morally right. It's a very link to the virtue of justice. But I struggled so much to tell people, hey, you do whatever you want, but just so you know, that doesn't go with me. And please, in my presence, don't use that vocabulary because you are offending the most beautiful thing that is ever been in my life or there's ever been period so um now i is completely different story um i feel i have a lot more courage to tell people something that i feel is offensive to god um in in that sense like in terms of blasphemies in terms of calling out someone committing a sin i do think a friendship or some sort of link is necessary because if not that will not be helpful if I come across somebody committing a sin on the street, well, if it is public, it will be a different story. But if it is the friend of a friend that I just met in a friend's group or something like that, and all of a sudden I say, hey, man, you're living in sin, you're going to go to hell. That guy, it's a most likely, there's a chance that, that that comment hits his soul, but most likely it's not going to help. In order to live the virtue of righteousness, we need to also live that virtue of friendship and to get to know the people around us. But going back to what I was saying, once you fall in love with what is true, it will be so easy to live this virtue. Because the same way that if I saw somebody offending my wife or, or, or the times that I've, like in a shop or something, one of the... Um, People attending the shop would, would talk to her with a bit of rudeness or a bit disrespectful. Instantly, I would start warming up, you know. It's a very human, natural feeling. Um, I, you, you, you would, it's so easy to stand and defend somebody that we love so much. But with something so abstract at times, that is the truth, that is what is good, what is beautiful. Sometimes we might struggle. But if we fall in love, that struggle will be an easy struggle. Like, I was, um, I made a post not long ago on Instagram about this, about how Catholics and Christians, or anybody, anybody that says that believes in Christ should not stand for anything that offends him. Um, that is a movie that has a sex scene or an event in which they're doing the wrong thing, or even friends that, that, that continuously offend God publicly and are not ashamed of it, 
there's certain things that we can say, well, I don't stand for it. But especially um, with movies, with music, like I used to, I grew up listening to Latin American music. But I remember one day listening to a song with my with one of my daughters. I was like, I don't want this to go into her brain, into her ears. Because it's offensive. It's sinful. And, and yeah, so there's so much music that is so explicit with swearing or with um, sex relationships that we should not stand for. We should be known for, to be those people that don't stand for that crap. And like the first Christians were well known for not going to the games with the gladiators, with, with their committed murder. And they were completely vicious and detrimental for the dignity of the human being. They were known for that. So we need to be known for this. For not standing for companies like, I don't know, Disney, Netflix. All these, like Netflix has a show in it that is called Christ's Last Temptation. In which Christ is portrayed as a homosexual. Or all the movies that Disney is lately producing. They're all for the agenda of the LGBT, so which is against the Christian faith. Like we, and one more time, and I love saying this, seriously, I love it. The Catholic Church has nothing against a homosexual person. The Catholic Church has a problem with the actions that homosexual person could carry out. Because the actions are sinful. The person... He's been created in the image and likeness of God. And that is a complete, a complete different aspect that, that we talked in the faith. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I need to hurry up. But yes, yeah, so the importance of forming our conscious, uh, conscience, we need to grow. In that growth, we'll fall in love with what is good, truth, and beautiful. And living the virtue of righteousness will be easy. So we need to... So, like, for example, we need to be able to stand. Like, the other day I was driving to work and I saw, like, a smoke coming out of the side of the road. Um, something was burning. So I just literally, thank God it was a traffic light, but I stopped the car, put the, the emergency lights, and I got out of the car and I stepped on the, on the little fire. It was a tiny little fire that happened from, from a cigarette butt. Um, but yeah, stopped it until the smoke happened. So that is what we are meant to do in society. Not with the smoke and, and with fire, but with souls. If we see a soul with sinful fire, what do we do to stop it? If we see an environment with sinful fire, how do we turn that fire into the fire of the Holy Spirit? That is our mission. And when you love that, it will be so simple. Because to be righteous, you don't need to have the faith to be righteous. You can, um, you can be righteous just by human virtue. Because it's part of the natural law. And that natural law is intrinsic to the human being. So I'll just finish reading um, part of the Sermon of the Mount of when our Lord talks of the Beatitudes. It is twice out of the um, 11 verses in which the Beatitudes are descriptive. I think there's eight of them. 
There's two of them. Twice our Lord talks about righteousness. So in Matthew 5, 6, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So when you, are, when you hunger and thirst for that righteousness, when you're in love with what is right, when you're in love with giving God what is God's, in every single second of your day, but especially when tough situations come, then you're becoming um, saint. And God will have that into account when, you, when he's judging you. And then at the end, when he says in Matthew 5.10, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You want the kingdom of heaven to be yours? Give God what is God's. Be righteous. God is telling you, God himself has told you, if you are persecuted and you don't care what other people will say, if you're not afraid for, uh, to, to give God what is God's publicly, the kingdom of heaven will be yours. So we'll finish just asking St. Joseph, the ultimate righteous man, an out lady, uh, the ultimate righteous woman after Jesus Jesus learned so many virtues from them, humanly speaking. So we ask them, Mary and Joseph, help us to give your son what is his. This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. It's been a pleasure talking to you today, and I look forward to talking to you soon. God bless.